Welcome to La Copolive's podcast media with Nigel Quay and your boy Alstalio. And we're going into our little series podcast now. So today we're talking about, of course, Black History Month, although it should be called Black History and that's it. Period. Finished. But for some reason, we only, we only get a month in a year. Um, I've never really understood it, but yeah. Quay's our expert today. She's gonna well, <laughs> no no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> She's gonna be bouncing off me, and Nigel's gonna be, of course, chiming as well. Uh, we are not experts. We are not experts. I, I don't. Well, Quay, would you consider yourself an expert on Black History? How much do you know? I'm a Black American who knows a lot. <laughs> okay. I. Uh... I studied cultural anthropology and a bunch of other useless stuff in college. So I do have like more than a layman's person uh, knowledge of black history and uh, all history, but expert. Wow. Uh, it's, it's probably more than what wow. we know. We've got- That's fantastic. <laughs> our our um, knowledge is probably as, as far as Google. Sparse is sparse. Um, so you've actually got courses which are just about Black history in America. In college, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't know anything about the college in the UK, and yeah. maybe there is, maybe there yeah. are courses, but that, that that's that's fantastic. It's a shame they have to almost specialise in it after you've left school, as opposed to kind of making you see that it's part of the fabric of the whole kind of way that the world has turned, but. Yeah, I can. Wow. I'll say that the American system, I, I'm pretty sure this is like any Western, although I've heard Canadians have a much better grasp of history than we do, except for when it comes to indigenous history. I guess it's who's like whoever's the most oppressed in that area. Yeah, Those are the ones yeah, that quite a yeah. silence a little bit. But uh, <laughs> our history is um, here in the US, it's American history, um, but only really focused on the white people and how um, other people somehow interacted. Like I've heard. Um, there's one Texas school that tried to have it saying that Africans came over as workers. Um, yeah. So it's very manipulative. Um, yeah. Africans came as workers. In my son's AP world history book, it asks how Native Americans benefited from European exchanges. Wow. Um, so very much uh, with the stuff you learn. I learned personally, uh, and my, what drew the line for me with history was um, the Spanish put Cubans into concentration camps, period, yeah. that happened. Yeah. Americans put Filipinos into tightly, into densely packed areas with low sanitation and poor health and lack of food access. You mean a concentration camp? Just say a concentration yeah. camp. So yeah. it's like very sugar-coated how yeah. uh, we present any history that isn't European history. We will talk about the Holocaust in painful detail. We will talk about what happened with the Irish in less painful detail. Um, and it's very weird because they don't go too far into what happened to the Irish in Britain when we talk about British history. Yeah. Uh, they just say, and then the Irish had a potato famine. Yeah, no, no, yeah. that wasn't all of it. <laughs> like they practiced yeah. on the Irish and brought it over to everyone else. I mean, uh, I, mean, um, I, mean a lot of, I mean, it always used to amaze me growing up uh, watching the news and seeing these white people bombing these white people. 
And I, I thought I was naive when I was young. It was like, hold on, I thought they all hated us. How come they're killing each other? <laughs> but then I used to look at like, um, what used to go on in some of the other countries around the world where ethnic people were killing each other. And that always used to strike me as really strange. And, you know, people will disagree with me, but I'm, I know most certainly with the Irish um, problem, it was all down to religion. It was down to Catholics, Protestants. Sort of. Uh -huh. um, so, um, and I know we're supposed to be talking about Black history, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, the Irish were the inwards of their day uh, in Europe. It yeah. had, it had name because if you look at the Irish, uh, the Protestant versus Catholic Reformation, uh, then the Spanish would have been suffering just as much as the Irish. Um, the the uh, persecution of the Irish and the Scottish in England happened before even Roman times. Uh, wow. When okay, Roman, okay. yeah, it is um, going back to like the Pick Rebellion, uh, and wow. they're not the Picts were uh, Irish, obviously. Yeah. So it's almost like Rome brought oppression to England, yeah, and with the oppression of the Picts, and then. Yeah. I, I fully believe they killed like a lot of the picks too. Yeah. Um, and then they took that oppression and said, okay, let's move north. Okay, now yeah. here's Ireland and Scotland. Well, and and then the they're thing. like, we're done with them. Let's go to the Americas. Now let's but go to China. Well, and that's the thing. The narrative that I've always understood because the way it's reported in the media is Protestants, Catholics, Muslims, Christians. You know what I mean? It's always, you know, they're that, they're, they follow that. So... We're that, which means we're opposite to that. And like I say, I know that most certainly in the, the uh, 19th century, when people who were Catholic were going for jobs in Ireland, Northern Ireland, that they were like overlooked for certain positions. For Protestants, almost like a black man going for a job being told, well, now nah, because there's a white guy standing behind you. So it just amazed me how, I, I don't know, how people can look at people and decide, right, because you are different or you think a different way i'm going to treat you completely different to, it's just weird man it's it's, it's a primate trait it is an inherently primate thing and it's actually Prime. not even just primates all animals um we tribes, seek um sameness uh and tribes and you know uh like what is the known versus the unknown and so it's all about making sure that your children have the best future possible and to do that you kind of have to make sure that other kids don't can't compete and that's kind of how i uh look at the struggles we're still having in the United States yeah. that it's not that people don't know that there's white supremacy here or that there's white privilege. It's that they don't care because of course, look what happens when you let black people into sports, they dominate it. Look what happens when you let Asians into the colleges, they dominate it. There has to be a way for um, uh, some poor white kid from rural Georgia to be able to compete. Uh, and the way he competes is he grows up and he's white and he gets opportunity, he works hard works hard to get that chance but he gets the leg up because no one else can compete with them and that's how our our country my country has been set up that for the longest time longest yeah. periods yeah. no one yeah. could compete and if you did compete you died or you were attacked yeah. or um black businesses destroyed um native americans just massacred asians just weren't even allowed to be citizens like till like the 60s yeah. um yeah. when we were fighting for our rights to, as American citizens, Asians who had been here since the 1800s were fighting for the right to be citizens. Oh, crazy. Um, Absolutely crazy. Okay. So, yeah, it's. Sorry. What I, uh, maybe sorry. I am an expert. <laughs> You're actually, apparently, yeah. <laughs> so, what, okay, we want to start. On the, so, what the question, the first question, of course, today is, and of course, the title of the whole podcast for today is, what is Black history? What is it? 
Um, I did a little search obviously on the internet and I found out that actually it was originally called Negro History Week uh, by a guy called uh, Carter G. Woodson. And uh, yeah, he wanted to bring it in obviously for a week just for the recognition of black people in America. Um, he um, set it from the day of the 12th of February. So the first day was the Abraham Lincoln's birthday until Frederick Douglass' birthday on the 20th. And that was the original start of Black History Month. Well, firstly, obviously, it started off as a week with a different name, of course, too, um, which actually I don't really mind calling that because Negro is not bad. The other one is, which I don't like, but Negro is not too bad, I guess. That's like the light version. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> what does, like any of them. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to hear any of it, but I mean, if you, if you think about yeah. it, it was originally called the Negroids. So that's all it is. It's just a shortening down of the, 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 the original. We're still word. called but Negroids. Our ethnic, our racial classification, when we talk about people from different areas, you have the Caucasoids yeah. and then the super offensive Mongoids. Yeah. And then the even more offensive Negroids. Yeah. That is yeah. the, or well, maybe both are well, like super offensive, but that's, that's how science classifies. That, that's the language they use to describe that that race, isn't it? And that's that's what yeah. spills it through. And I suppose and, if someone had gone there and said, you know, I don't know, um, uh, Afro heads, Afro heads. You know, would we now be sitting there going, "Is that offensive?" Because it's, I suppose it's the language of the that? time, isn't it? Didn't the call us that? Though? The I believe it's becomes the Spanish, the Spanish uh, terminology, a Spanish word for black is Negro. Yeah, is Negro. Uh, even Latin? Yeah, is yeah Latin. and um, Latin or I'm not sure. I know that it's it has Latin. something to do with the Moors in Spain. Yeah. Um, and that's how it was started, and it was like a common colloquialism. Um, because I don't think the Moors were calling the Africans Negroids, but no. I think the Spanish were calling the Moors, who were slightly. Uh, you know, North African, um, yeah. they're calling them Negroids. And then, you know, you have like, so, oh, there's an even more Negroid there, right? They're darker. Um, and then the name stuck. I'm not 100% positive, but I believe that's where the well, nomenclature well, came well, from, most, and it just stuck. Most of them Spanish descend from the Moors. I mean, that's not what they're going on with. <laughs> <laughs> you face, you face the trace, Batman, they'd be shocked. They'd be like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> they actually... <laughs> I'm going to do a DNA test because I want to know what part of Africa my um, my genes started from. Man, if you, you do do a DNA test, do one from Africa and not like 23andMe or um, what is the other one? Uh, Ancestry. Africa okay. actually has a uh, a database um, that they've been collecting, and it is for its purpose for people of African descent to find out where they're from. Um, wow. It's much more accurate. It's like Guyanese, Nigerian. Um, I forget what the oh, the issue with 23andMe and uh, uh, Ancestry is that they'll throw some stuff in. They're, they're looking at allele matches, which everyone kind of does. But just to put in perspective, two twins can submit their DNA and turns out like, oh, this twin somehow is Scandinavian. Well, this one has like 3% native and uh, this one's 2% black. And it's really... Um, and the companies that admitted to this, they were throwing in ethnic origins to try to combat racism. So they were telling people who were, you know, purely Scandinavian that they're part African, and they're like, okay. Oh, no, they kept that. They kept that one quiet. Bloody hell! So yeah, I'm gonna. Is this like five or six years ago? Bloody hell! Yeah. <laughs> okay, so back to Black history. Yeah. So, what um, so black history? history is two things. Um, yeah. 
All right. So there's the black history that we get drilled in us in school. And mm-hmm. what that is, is essentially is a memorization of a couple names. Uh, you get the same names every year. Rosa Parks, Sojourner uh, yep. Truth, Martin Luther King, and you just, uh, George, George Washington Carver. And these are like the kids, things like elementary school kids are taught. Um, it's very watered down. And when mm-hmm. I told, when I said earlier, like we will get the Holocaust in painstaking detail um, every year for our entire life, um, we, we should all learn about the Holocaust. What we don't get is actual information about black history in the elementary schools and middle schools. Um, it's just for one month, you recognize facts. This guy did the first open heart surgery. This guy did the first this. And sometimes those facts aren't even accurate. Um, and um, so that it, it leads to kids be uh, feeling trivialized or not. It's, it, what it does lead to is at least the white kids not getting the full scope. The black kids are going to eventually learn it. They're going to learn it from their experiences. They're going to learn it from their families. Um, the white kids might never get this much needed information. And that's the second part of black history. And that is the history of America, um, mm-hmm. the history of the world and how um, countries and people existed that not in context of white people, um, we're in context with white people, but with the sad parts, like the uh, Rosewood race riots. Um, mm-hmm. I think if you were to ask the average, uh, any kid, school-aged child about any race riot, they wouldn't know anything. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they don't talk about that. They don't tell us about um, things that would lead for a young white person to actually understand what privilege means. Um, and that's the second part of black history is understanding that. And I'd say that's not just black history, that's Native American history, that's Asian American history, knowing the actual history, how things work, how things interwove and how our country became how it is today. And that's the part we don't get. Mm-hmm. We don't get those gut-wrenching stories or even those great accomplishment stories. Um, like hidden movie, Hidden Figures. I was just watching that yesterday. Yeah, it's um, a great film. I've never heard of that. Like we learned NASA, obviously, yeah. but we learned Neil Armstrong and Buzz yeah. Aldrin and um, those key names. We don't learn about any of the other people who participated in it, or yeah. that math yeah. was a big part of it. I mean, growing up, we we're yeah. just like, oh, they yeah. shot a few. And, 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 and one of the main and one of the main things for me with that as well, which I don't think people have picked up on, not only did they hide that because they were black, they hid it because they were women. Yeah. Think about it. It was women. If it was a black man, we would have known about it. Well, I'm not even sure. If, well, I'm saying they were black and they were women. It was almost like a double whammy. It's like how you know all these aspiring women in those times who would have seen those ladies as role models. You know, these ladies helped us put a man on the moon. I mean, it's, cra- it's crazy, about- man. It's crazy. The women we learn about are women who are generally in traditional female roles, like Madam C.J. Walker. She made the first million because she invented a hair care product. We don't hear about the first Black female battalion in the World War II. We don't hear about them. Yeah. Um, that We hear about Black men when they're in masculine roles or when they've done, done something super exceptional. So, of course, we don't know all the Black men uh, sports heroes. We learn all of the Black men who were um, sports heroes and who, uh, what was the other thing? Sports heroes, yeah, that's I'd say that's a context. Um, and then uh, military, yeah. sports hero and military. But we don't hear about uh, we. I used to learn about Thurgood Marshall. Um, he was the black lawyer who did. Uh, oh my God, I'm a horrible black person. Um, uh, versus board of, Brown versus Board of Education. Um, mm-hmm. So he he did that trial. He's the first black. Um, he was first black member of the Supreme Court. I learned about that, but I didn't know anything else about him. 
nothing. Um, whereas I learned everything there is to possibly learn about Benjamin and Franklin, mm-hmm. um, right down to things that really don't matter. Um, we learned about <laughs> the, uh, uh, the, we, they were taught about the Haram, Harambi, Hammurabi code. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's just this big uh, thing that happened recently where they were teaching the kids about the Hammurabi code and it's like, how would you treat your slave? Mm-hmm. Um, and my first thought was, we got time to teach the Hammurabi code, but we can't teach about Black Wall Street. Like, what is this? Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That was a class exercise. Teachers got in trouble. Uh, but it was like basically having the kids interpret the Hammurabi code. But we that that's so ancient. We have other stuff we could be learning about. You know, yeah. they tell us we don't have time to go over everybody's history, but we have all this extra time to do bull crap like that. Yeah, yeah like religious. <laughs> you can learn our religion. <laughs> We've got all the time. The thing is, the thing with history is, history is based on where you are. If that makes sense. So if you're born in Africa, you're gonna learn. I would say you're going to learn no? more African history. Don't you remember when we were in South Africa? Remember we had um, Rotunda on our show a few months back and she told yeah, us yeah, she yeah. was learning European history too. And I was like, yeah. you didn't learn African history. I mean, that wasn't exactly what she said, but she went along those lines that in Africa... In every colonized civilization, for the most part, when they say world history, they mean Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And when they say European history, they mean Britain. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing is um Louis Latima. You know Louis Latima? He was actually the inventor of electricity and um the light bulb. But um Thomas Edison, also known as Kind Edison, stole that from him. So there's all that. He kind stole of stuff. everything. Yeah, wow. Well. Edison Edison was a biggest damn thief. Like I don't even know why we still teach kids about him. I think he <laughs> was one of those, he I think what did they they managed to I think they managed to trick a lot of black people um back in the past. Uh, by not teaching them, I don't, to... I don't think it was trick. I think it was force. Well, force or the trick or tricked. I think it's if you couldn't read back in the day, you know, you could get into a contract, which you know didn't include you. You know what I mean? So that's what it was. It was keep the people dumb, even though like black, you well, know, black. I think, I, I think well, yeah, every I think... well, well, okay. So I just want to clarify: anyone who he worked with was someone who was educated um, mm-hmm. enough to invent stuff. Um, whether it was black or whatever, he stole from everybody. But he, but the people he worked with were poor, desolate, destitute, yeah. and desperate. And so he'd get these contracts, and in the in the writing, it'd say like, "I I retain all rights." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's still like that today. Like if someone works for Pfizer and they invent, I don't know, cure for COVID tomorrow, they don't Pfizer. get that patent. Pfizer, Pfizer does. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the yeah. thing. It's about if you think about it as well. We should come back down to knowledge education knowing that you haven't got to sign that contract knowing that you can go elsewhere and get a second opinion having someone you can trust in your community who will but not you if you're black on. and especially not well, in the day not, but not exactly that. and that's what they would have struggled with back in that time because they wouldn't have had those black lawyers they wouldn't have had people that could speak to in their community who could have given them that knowledge and said well no don't sign that because a b and c so it's tough man you got you know we've almost like been held back but still managed to break through if that makes sense, we've been held back almost like, yeah, let's keep, let's try and keep these guys dumb. But the reality is we've just gone through, we've broke through that barrier. Now we're searching for our own flipping future, our own, our own journey. So. And as a nerdy black woman, I can say that uh, for <laughs> black people, I'm, I'm in America, at least um, 
and we're we're making strides against that but um it is far more profitable for you to be athletic or pretty oh, yeah. than it is for you to be smart. And even that's a, uh, an uphill struggle, isn't I it? Think, I, I, think that's, I, think that's a, I think that's across the board, though, isn't it? I think if you look at any of any country, um, east or west, it's all about, you know, looking good and false. Well, I was thinking stuff. along the lines of going into the entertainment. Like, you make your money here entertaining white people. Um, yeah. That's the fastest track. And if you're and just like the nerd... Yeah, if you're just like a nerd, like for me, I wanted to be a neuroscience. I wanted to be a neurosurgeon, actually, yeah. a pediatric neurosurgeon. And um, I went to school, got my neuroscience degree, graduated with honors. I was supposed to be over there across the pond with you guys um, after studying in Oxford or something. But, you know, life took other change tra- uh, tracks. Um, but um, when I got into the science world, I was treated like I was a complete idiot and dumb and wasn't allowed to do anything sciencey. Um, I could shuffle their papers for them. And I was told point blank that because I was black and because I was a woman, unless I went and got my PhD, I would never do anything or go anywhere. I would be stuck in those paper pusher jobs. And um, I could have stuck that out. Unfortunately, I was dealing with a lot of racist abuse in my jobs um, as a black female uh, that I just couldn't stomach long enough to get into a PhD program. Um, And I'm not the only person who I've met that's experienced that as a black woman in science um and it makes it very discouraging so every time you guys see on twitter follow every black woman or black man that's a uh astrophysicist or a neuroscientist or something because that accomplishment is a big deal not because black people aren't smart enough not because we lack the education or you know so don't why, have so um, why, so, resources so what so what does it require then for the people of color who are in that position, why can't you guys just get together and start your own thing? Um, well, I didn't have those kind of connections, um, and they are there. Are, there are people who are working. I mean, when I when I was in science, it felt like I was the only black person. Like I had no idea where all the black people who I was in college with went. <laughs> yeah. I assumed they all went to. <laughs> I, like I was in neuroscience major. England. We had plenty. <laughs> they all went to damn England. <laughs> but yeah, so I. I was, um, I had um, a lot of black kids in my neuroscience program. Um, it was like as many black kids as there were Asian kids, um, which is a lot. Uh, college is where I've met my first Asian person. I was like, oh my God, uh, oh wait, that's racist. Um, <laughs> uh, but for real, um, they, uh, we had a lot of them, but then when I entered into the world of science working, there was, I was like the only one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was years, I'd say it was at least six years before I met my next black person and that next black person job, um, job with another black person, there was a big racial issue right then too. Like our boss got fired. I was working on the team who was doing Ebola. Um, and our boss got herself fired being super racist to my coworker. And in response to that, she started buddying up to me and I was like a brand new hire. And she's like, so, uh, how about that Mike Brown, huh? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I just went to, um, but that was for her to like try to show she wasn't racist so every job i've had in science either you're me getting uh racially abused or someone else being racially yeah. abused no. and so it i must it takes a lot for someone to go through that and get through that long enough to get their phd and get these like advanced degrees and i just i i wasn't cut out for that i already spent enough experience enough bullshit in my childhood that i was just like you know what? fuck all you guys oops sorry um <laughs> 
They're going right, to right, a, little, a little bit, a little bit <laughs> of French, man. You've just woke up Wayne's mum. <laughs> She's like, what? Oh, who's swearing? Who's swearing? Oh, God, God. I was just dozing off. Okay, okay. <laughs> So okay, I, I got another question there. Just to keep it, just keep it into the theme, the topic. Um, so I pretty much said, like, when was Black History was introduced? Obviously, in the, what was the first instance of Black History being introduced? It started off with Woodson, but is there any? I mean, that was the guy who found it. But was there any cases before it? Because I believe. Um, I, when I was before that, I don't know. I know when I was growing up, there was debates there was debates about martin luther king day like i know when i was little we got martin luther king day and maybe around third grade is when we started actively having black history month yeah so like um six, and it was 69 70s 70s um no i'm not that old uh so that just puts it in context it may have been a thing that was said but as far as in practice but it may have to do with something that grew up with georgia and georgia but like in georgia and indiana I didn't recall having Black History Month until about third grade. Um, and then it was the beginning of George Washington Carver, uh, Rosa Parks. And just so we're clear, they highlight the ones that they think are good. So yeah. we get Rosa Parks, we don't get Claudette Colvin. We get um, yep. Martin Luther King, we don't get Medgar Evers. We don't hear about the Nat Turner, uh, Nat Turner Rebellion until yeah. in context of like talking about slavery in the Civil War outside of Black History Month, because we have yeah. to... Because then they can say he was a bad guy versus yeah. this is a guy who's fighting for the life of his people. Yeah. Um, so What's it's like name memorization. Didn't they? They destroyed his biography before he got released. They destroyed the actor. Uh, his name's something, to, um, I think his name, name's Nate something too. And they destroyed his... Uh, uh, so, sorry? He was killed. The Nat Turner Rebellion? No, no, not that one. Sorry, they did um, a film. I think, a couple of, I think it was Birth by Nation or something. Yes, uh, Birth of a Nation, and they really destroyed it before because um that the guy who was acting in it he did something stupid I don't know he messed with a girl or at least you know they got the classic a girl comes out and says yeah he touched me and that was it and everyone was boycotting all the films and stuff said that and then that film like flopped completely flopped and it was like ah they're clever because they didn't want too many people to know about it so they put it in they perfectly yeah, executed it. They don't want, I mean, they don't want for people to have that kind of revolutionary idea set. Um, there's a really successful show program here called Underground. Mm-hmm. One of the most popular shows on TV. Um, and it, it was about a group of slaves who escaped a plantation. Uh, it, the pitch was it's 24, but with slaves. And that's exactly how it played out. It was amazing. And it got canceled abruptly highest rated show on the network because the network wanted to go a different direction and then to say but we're not racist they canceled a show that was about white people um that were out what was called outsiders and they were like living against the grid and you know off the grid of the government and fighting government being all in their crap so they canceled that one too it was nowhere near as highly as rated as underground Mm -hmm. but like see we canceled both our popular programs we're not racist no you just didn't want um a story where it's like black that level of black empowerment where it's black people succeeding without any intervention of white people mm. um it's very weird um although that show did have white people and they were really powerful sh- on was, that um, show like just, they had me rooting for a freaking slave catcher I, I had, parts um, of that show like I, i've had a quick look and it says here that it, so one of the reasons they're saying it was cancelled because 
The parent Too company expensive. was attempted to be purchased by a conservative corporation, Sinclair Broadcasting Group, which led to speculation that the latter did not approve of the subject matter of the show. <laughs> so, you know, it's... Um, At the time, they claimed it was just too expensive to make. Mm, yeah, like Game of Thrones. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, funnily enough, had no... Did it have one black... Actually, had the solid guys in there, but didn't really have any black people in there either, did it? I think two mixed race black, people. Black, black, black people didn't hang around where there was dragons, man. They're mad. <laughs> we ain't got time <laughs> yeah, they for had... them dragons, man. We know, we you know, know the thing where is, we need to be. That's not yeah, that, actually that's, that's a serious <laughs> statement there because look, if you think about dragons, where's that? Sta- where does that culture come from? It's everywhere had dragons. China? Everyone had dragons. Yeah, everyone had dragons, but look, mainly the, that's promoted by the Chinese. Do you yeah. also talk about the dragon? Then again, yeah, if you look at the flags, I guess. Yeah, well, if you look at the Komodo dragon. <laughs> which is in um, Indonesia, you know, they would have actually had something. And, and who knows how big those were back in the day. So they probably got something to base dragons on. And if you think of the Europeans going there and seeing it, it's like a mythical, mythical beast, isn't it? Mm. You know, yeah. it, it allowed the uh, imagination to run wild, and then they could just you know, write about it and turn it into stories. And I was wow. reading that um, it's possible that cultures ancient cultures stumbled upon like we stumble on dinosaur fossils all the time um that they stumbled on these fossils and they're like dragons and that would explain why the dragons in asia look different than the dragons in europe and the dragons in africa look different than the dragons in u.s like everywhere had dragons they didn't have the same name but there were always lizard beasts that were big um and i'm thinking i personally agree that that they just stumbled on dinosaur fossils So, 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 Key, are you? Um, so, have you, have you got a website? Have you got a blog? Are you sharing this knowledge in any way with anybody else, or is it all just stuck in your head? Yeah, she does that stuff. Um, but I'm thinking, uh, no, 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 my, no, 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 I'd say as far as this, um, the only person I really share this knowledge with is with my son. Um, I've got him a little bit. Uh, he's woke AF. He's woke. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like he has to be because he's biracial and he's got a double battle of fight because he has people who, who don't consider him black. He considers himself black. Um, and he can probably recite black history better than I could ever. Yeah. Actually, it's funny you should say that because I, when I was at home with my family in England, um, we got into a bit of a discussion, me and my um my siblings and they were like we were talking about our kids because all our kids are biracial and uh i said like i tell my kids they're black i, I i'm sorry my kids are black that's it you know i don't I, I do recognize that they've got mix but at the end of the day when they go out in the street they're going to be seen as black and that's it and they live in germany so it's even worse my 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 family members turned around to me and said my kids are not black i was like yeah they are no they're not we got into this like, heated discussion about if mixed race kids can be ever considered black or not. And I was like, I look at my kids and I say they're black. If you look at your kids and say they're white, you can recognize your white side, but believe me, as soon as they go on the street, the police see them or in they're the going to be around world, their friends. They're... In the real world, they are black. Because... Yeah, yeah. And, and this, is what used to, this is what else makes me laugh about other cultures when they're racist towards Afro-Americans, Afro-Caribbeans, Africans, full stop. Because if you strip it all back, when it comes to the day, they would all be called a derogatory name by the European, mm-hmm. every single one of them. But for some reason, they think they're on a higher level because, well, I'm this shade, you're black, you, and, and it just, it just it really amazes me. So 
Yeah, you're right, Ray. They are. They're, they're black because the world will see them as black. He won't see yeah. them as anything else. Yeah. Well, if they can tell that they're black. My son has some great stories. Um, there is the time where he went and did to school and did a, a presentation on Indonesia and he brought a Muslim praying mat that I just happened to have from when I, you know, my old days. Um, and he was immediately told. Uh, <laughs> I have a weird stories, but um, he was told that he was a Muslim and a terrorist. And the reason and he killed all the people in 9-11 and he's the reason everything was wrong with the country. Because my son, he's fair-skinned, he has a pointy nose, he has uh, pouty lips, but they're bright red, and he has curly hair, um, but not loose curls. So he has very much Afro-texture hair, but it's just slightly looser curl mm -hmm. than normal. Um, but his skin is so pale, he sunburns. So yeah. people don't usually know what he is. So first he's an uh, Arab. They thought he was Arab, so he's a terrorist. Um, when Trump was elected, they thought he was Mexican, so all of a sudden he's being told he's going to get deported. He's just well, looking what, at these kids well, like... This is what I'm saying to you. Any shade of color, any shade, you know what I mean? You're, you're, you're going to be... You're, you'll be pointed out and seen white. as different. So, yeah. you know, yeah, you're right, Wayne. They, they, they are, they are. Uh, you know. they're, they're black. And the thing is, they should, be, they should be proud of both of their sides. They should be proud of both, of course. They should but... know about... They should know the reason why some people will treat them a different way. That's yep. what they need to understand. And they need to understand where that comes from. And, and in uh, America, I, that's... I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm so sorry. And just how to, how to kind of, how to deal with it emotionally, because, you know, when you're young, you shrug it off. As you get older, you can get, get a little bit angry. Um, but it's about understanding why that is and understanding who you are. You know, it's not about, because I mean... You know, in this country, I mean, my identity is, is um, I'm English, but my parents are from Jamaica. But So growing up, my house was very much Patois and Atat, this and that, Bob Marley and Gregory Isaacs and music and this, that and the other. But, you know, I I could switch into my, my English, you know, where I'm from, mate, and talk like I'm from the <laughs> black country and all that. You know what I mean? But I knew my <laughs> identity. I didn't, know, I didn't know enough of my identity. I didn't know enough about... My, my heritage until I got older, but I knew that, you know, sort of, I'm different. I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm different. I actually like the fact that I was different to everybody else. It's like, yeah, man, I'm different. I can dance. Well, you can dance. Ooh, I can run fast. Well, you can run. Actually, people. I got something for you. <laughs> when everyone can't dance, you're the only who can dance. Maybe you're the one who can't dance. I <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't. Yeah. We had a whole discussion about this uh, episode, but I can't dance. Listen, man, from, when, hey, from when you can, from when you can follow four beats in the bar, you can dance. I've seen people go. Off I can't. The, I've seen. I've seen people waltz to bloody Michael Jackson music. It's like yeah. what? Did you ever? Uh, have you ever seen Seinfeld? Did you guys have that show over there? We did have it, but uh, um, I didn't see Seinfeld. All right, so there's this thing called the Elaine dance. Oh uh, yeah, um, that she oh, does. No, you know, that's, that's yeah, that's me. Oh my god. No way, no that's way. That's me, no my way. dancing. That's the leg kicking out and all that stuff. And I'm like, like leg oh, kicking. I'm like, what the hell is this? Anyway, I'm getting back uh, to this. I do want to bring it back to uh, yeah, uh, yeah. about the biracial. Um, this is again about going back to black history, at least for in the United States. Um, so part of my son being able to recognize himself as black and because um, I never considered him anything. Um, and I purposely raised him in an environment where he wasn't anything. It, it was like, Every kid in our, our neighborhood was either Hispanic or Asian or something. There was like two whole race, um, white or black people in our neighborhood when he was yeah. growing up. But um, he had to learn, as a lot of light-skinned people have to learn here in the United States, especially if they're biracial, is our history of discriminating within ourselves, which is another yeah. Yeah. topic that we don't touch on in Black History yeah. Month. Yeah. Um, it's slightly touched on by when they say like uh, the slave masters treated 
light-skinned slaves better um mm-hmm. but they don't go into like those were the slave master's children yeah. um they don't go into um that that later graduated to post-slavery light-skinned people being incorporated into society slightly mm-hmm. more not a lot um to where they in turn set up black colleges and dark-skinned people weren't allowed to go to those black colleges no. um they weren't allowed to be a part of those social groups those yeah it, it was self-discrimination and it was it's called the paper bag test you have to yeah, pass yeah. a yeah. paper bag test like they'll hold it to your face you're too dark um what? and you so cannot be a part nowhere. of this we ain't getting nowhere Nigel. we're out what? <laughs> <laughs> and real? it's so prolific it's so prolific that um alpha which is one of the largest sororities here, uh, black sororities here in the U.S. They were, you had to pass paper bag tests. A sorority was started for the girls who could not pass the paper bag test called Zeta Phi Beta. To this day, and AKA swears that this is no longer part of their thing. To this day, you see a light-skinned girl in college, you know she's AKA. You see a dark-skinned girl in college, you know she's Zeta Phi Beta. If you see a medium-skinned girl in college, uh, I forget what the third sister, uh, third one is, but there's like one for medium tone girls. Mm-hmm. Like we are segregated like that. And they swear they don't do it anymore. But every time I see uh, that AKA sign, uh, some girl with a pink AKA, she's light skinned, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you had to be Whitley what, Gilbert. What, you what, cannot be. What, uh, I mean, the, the thing is, right, because I remember growing up and um, I mean, my, my family, bloody West Indians, him too black, him lip them too big. Him too red skin. Yeah, that's I mean, a self so, hating, isn't it? Yeah, it, and it's like, you know, it, it, it's that thing of who are you comparing it to? How are you going to get treated any better than it by anybody else? Because, you know, I mean, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's, a, it's a bad thing. It's a real bad thing. I suppose you, there's always going to have been hate in history, even among black people, because obviously you had tribes, you know, that have been divided down lines who worship the sun, who worship the moon who at that meeting, you know what I mean? So that hate is always going to be there between people. But I suppose it always feels more magnified when it's, when it's within our community because we're fighting that many battles on that many fronts that you almost want everyone to say, well, listen, forget all this. Let's get on everyone our, our own backs. Let's, let's just have the one mind and move forward. <laughs> but and that's what that. I've been trying to advocate for here in the US because um, there's so much, because of the way, again, back to we're not taught history. So do you know what, how did they approach slavery in Europe when they talk, when they first started off? How do they approach that? Um, do they teach you? No, we don't, we don't learn it. We don't learn nothing. We learn about our black history. history. Yeah, our black history is your black history. Except where they have, just, just before you continue, I've, I've um, found something. It says um, in United Kingdom, obviously I was raised and bo- um, born and raised in the United Kingdom, Kingdom as was Nigel. United Kingdom, Kingdom Black History Month was ce- first celebrated in October 1987, which year was also coincidentally the 150th anniversary of Caribbean emancipation, the centenary of the birth of Marcus Garvey, and the 25th anniversary of the organization organization of African Unity. So, so we like our history goes goes back to 87, basically, and. Um, is based on Caribbean stuff. And then obviously we've got Marcus Garvey, he was telling us about Africa, but we don't get taught that in school or anything. No one's telling us. We have to go to Saturday school, schools or private schools to find this out. 
They won't, they don't even mention it, but you will have, I think, is it um, Islamic? You have a bit of Islam, a bit of Muslims history, a bit of Indian history, but that's all under the guise of uh, religion. But that's it. When you, when you ask, hey, what about the African history? You guys were slaves. Wow. So, yeah, that was it. That's, that, that's as far as I have. Yeah. Um, and what, and the, the whole point of this is if we don't know history, we don't know, and, and also the way we're taught the history, mm-hmm. we don't understand how society came the way it is. So, um, for example, the first thing we're taught, Africans sold themselves as slaves to Americans. Yes, which okay. is very dangerous. Um, and yeah, because it creates a animosity. I people still repeat this to this day. Yeah, uh, when we talk about unifying with Africans, um, like they sold us through them. Like, okay, first of all, they have. If we can hang out with these white people, we can totally hang out with some Africans because mm-hmm. there is not them. And they for, they negate the part where uh, they went and kidnapped whole tribes. The thing you is, know, right, it was like so, two so, or three. So, so someone saying that, if, if you think about it, they're basically reducing 300, 400 years of history to a two-second response, you know, yeah. I mean? you know, and, and to base that, that, that response there is they saw, I mean, like, oh, wow. And wow. slavery, and even looking <laughs> at the, how slavery is, how slavery was before chattel slavery, I mean, it used to be slaves were your servants, you know, they went home, it was never beat them, breed them, cut off their limbs, that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah. okay, certain parts, uh, people got <laughs> limbs cut off. But uh, but that was even for non-slaves. Like, uh, Russia used to cut off limbs, like, all the times for their serfs, which were slaves. Um, <laughs> so, but serfs had a very different life than, they weren't, like, caged. You know, mm-hmm. they weren't forced to breed with each other. There is a joke here in uh, the U.S. that sometimes white people say is, of course, Black people are good at sports. We bred them that way. Uh-uh. Yeah. So like awesome. bred like dogs. Uh we're yeah. like a a a a breed of animal to some people. Yeah. Um so we don't learn about that. It causes um we don't know that about the kidnapping of African tribes. It creates an animosity towards these people, uh towards Africans. And then there's the issue of like Haiti and Dominican. Um we learned that Haiti had their first slave revolt. Okay, they were the first nation to free themselves. That's what we learned. Um then we skip ahead to Haiti's the poorest country. The lesson we learn is black people can't rule themselves. What they don't tell you is that France locked them into debt for hundreds yeah. of years, mm. and that and they just raped them of all of their finances, which is hilarious because France owes America so much money. Mm. And you know what happened after World War II? Every country that owed other people money was just like, you know what, all's good, except for France and Haiti. Mm. Disgusting. Well, um, but the we don't learn that. That 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 you see, you know, those those issues aren't front and center of the news every day being pushed in people's faces. And, and that's the reality of, of, of what we're going through because, and that's why we struggle to get a unified voice because if you think of some of the, the things that are going on now, which, you know, the people power does work, you know, the, the dollar, the wallet, the black pound, it works. But because we can't stand behind a cause and say, right, boom, okay, Haiti, Right, from now on, boycott all French companies for the next month. And, and let's, see, let's see if France can fix their minds a little bit. Because Haiti have had earthquake after earthquake, disaster after disaster. They never even recovered from the earthquake they had in the middle of the 80s. And they had another two hurricanes and all that since. But, oh, and you know why they haven't recovered? Because all the money that was supposed to go for international aid for Haiti was stolen. Yes. 
some sites. I mean, so, they, 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 the, the Red Cross uh, got millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to help Haiti. People cared. Do you know what happened? They built five houses. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, um, well, because we haven't got that unified voice, which is what we, that's, that's what we actually need as a, as a race is a unified voice. Because I think, obviously, it's divide and conquer. There's too many distractions for us. For us to say, yeah, I'm going to stand behind that cause. You know, I not, you know, people naively thought when when um, 45 was in power. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, he's racist. Oh, we don't say his name anymore. Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone calls him 45? Is that yeah, what they still yeah. is? That's a, that's, um, what, was, that's know, what I what about. You know, the, the, the the perception out, you know, in the world was, oh yeah, you know, he's racist. You know, black people would never vote for this guy. But then when you saw and dug a bit deep, you saw that. There was lots of black people who voted for this guy or for that party. And this is what I mean. It's like even down that very line where someone can be blatantly out there and, and be the opposite to what you should be listening to and your children should be listening to. But we'll still go for that because of something else. Well, it's the Republican Party. I've always and voted for them. Or, oh, their, their party's I mean, Christian, this... so I'm going to vote. You know what I mean? It's very... Well, that goes back to the whole issue of understanding Black history. So one of the things people love to bring up is that um, the Republican Party is a party of Lincoln. Of course, there's a switch. Um, another thing we rarely learn in school, there's a switch with the Republican Party of Lincoln who freed the slaves. And now, and that was when the Democratic Party was like, oh, let's try to get some people up north. We're going to back this civil rights movement. And the Dixiecrats were like, no, 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 F you. We, gotta, we keep our Blacks where they belong. Um, and so the Republican Party was like, you know, we don't care about the black people anymore. Uh, and so like, there was like a shift where these Southerners took power and um, it changed the dynamics of the party. But conversely, conversely, the Democrats have had the most damaging policies for yes. black people yeah. since slavery. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a, actually, I'm a fan of Blacks. They, they were actually the they were actually the racist party. <laughs> no, they were they they were the racist party of the Democrats at one time. You know, no, I mean. they are they, they are still they are yeah. still. Let's be very clear that that Obama was a let's get a black person in there. Then it's let's oh. get a woman. But as far as like actual genuine equality, they have consistently made the worst policies that damage black communities and since I'd have to say at least the 70s over and over you have the crime bill that was Democrats you have welfare reform yeah. that's Democrats 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 it's it's I call them the party of white supremacy but low-key low-key white supremacy yeah. so you have like overt white supremacy um and then low-key and we're at a point where we have like no real options um well, well, this is what I wanted to say is how how come a country with so many people of colour, with so much power, and I'm going to wave my wallet around now, because that a wallet is power, isn't it? A wallet with money in, if, you know, you combine all that money, but all those people of colour contribute to the economy. How come they haven't created their own party? How come no one has created um, a third party? Black says, people right. are, because of the way our government is set up, okay, so in our country, um, you have to win uh, by 51% of the vote, uh, technically, um, for a lot of things. Um, you have to get to, and by, by I say the vote, I mean the electoral college, not the popular vote. So that's the first problem. Uh, you, we don't elect people with popular vote. Um, 
we elect people with electoral college. Yeah. You have to get to 270s. Anytime there's a third party, it just splits in half. And whatever party that side leans towards is the party that loses. loses. So the third party, uh, if they have a really popular third party candidate, like Ross Perot was a really popular third party candidate in the 90s. He was a conservative. The conservatives lost the election. Mm-hmm. Um, if we had uh, Ralph Nader, a really popular um, third party candidate in the 2000s, uh, Al Gore lost the election. See how it works? Like a third party candidate makes it worse. The best thing we can do is push for the primary parties that we have right now to go away. I mean, to go our way. And so the Republicans have done a really great job of that by <laughs> embracing their Tea Party base. Um, Tea Party would be the equivalent of Dixiecrats. Yeah. Uh, and by embracing that base, they got those votes and that's how Trump was elected. The Democrats have never embraced the progressive base, like at all. They're starting to, but that's well, a whole other issue. But that's the thing, because you saying that then, I see another hundred years of this. I, the I, the I, easiest I, thing I, that black people could do to get their voices heard, and this goes for everyone, is to stop voting all one party. If black people were not always voting Democrat, then Democrats would feel like they have to work for their vote. If black people voted, were not always voting Republican, Republicans would stop trying to oppress, suppress their vote. Uh, if, you, if they feel like the job of our politicians is not to serve us, it's to get elected. And so if they feel like there's no chance of you voting for them, they're going to first try to crush your vote, just make you not vote at all. And if they guarantee no that you're going to vote for them, they're not going to do anything. They don't care. Um, that is, is why places like Detroit and Kentucky, which are very liberal, very conservative, are shitholes in our country. The most poverty we have in our country are in Detroit, which is 100% Democrat, 100% all the time, and Kentucky, 100% Republican, 100% all the time. Wow. And that's the worst poverty to the point where it looks like a East Ger- East Germany, yeah, East Germany. Was it East Germany I, I, that I, was the after, after the before the war fell? Yeah, it looked no, like no, you mean after, after, after the war after. Um... Yeah, yeah, you're right. Before yeah. the war. Germany, yeah, before the war, yeah. The war. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. You're, 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 you're saying, I mean, in my mind, man, that, that's another hundred years then of messing around because these so parties... So we have to do is... You know, we have got, to divide instead got, of unite. They've got, they've got, um, you know, they've got fossils in the chamber, you know, 80-year-olds yeah. making decisions about, you know, a country which is predominantly, you know, 25 to 45, maybe 55. Um and the only way to kind of get rid of them, in my eyes, would be to say, you know something, we've got to all get behind either this third vote or we've got to create a party that's going to shake it up. And I think that's what we did here in Georgia. But just to put it in perspective, in Georgia, the Black people, the Black people, the Asian people, the Latino people, our gay people, everyone united uh, against Trump. Uh, people who usually didn't vote came to vote. It was a huge push. We were like, you're going to hear our voices. And we all voted this election. And the very next thing that the Republican Party did was introduce legislation to try to suppress the votes. And we even have our Republican legislators say on record saying, I don't care what you have to do. We can't we need to make it so that we have a chance of winning. Mm. We have to get these votes. We have to stop it so that you can't um, you have to vote on Election Day. So like no more having this whole week or two weeks to vote. Um, you have, can only vote on election day. Well, black people in, in Georgia are working class yeah. um, for the most part, unless you're like a celebrity. Not everyone can get election day off. Election yeah. day is not a holiday here. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's the very first thing they did was go to suppress their votes. And that will happen 
especially in the South. And it will happen anytime they can. We see what it's happening in Ohio right now. Republicans in, the, in that area got control and immediately began suppressing the vote. Um, there's so many ways that our Black people are oppressed here and not just Black people, um, although we have it, I'd say we compete with Native Americans for who has it the shittiest at any given time, um, just to be very honest. And um, this message of unity is, it's, uh, it's repeating from the 1960s, you know, drawing everything back to black, uh, to black history. Yeah. What they don't say is when black people initially, when black men initially had the right to vote, um, they voted, we got black people elected. We had a overwhelming shift in the policies and who, who was winning. It was very much Republicans winning. So the very first thing they did was say, no, no, these black people now can't vote. We're going to find ways to make them not vote. So it became citizen tests, um, grandfather clauses. Um, yeah. You've got on mute. You've got on mute. All right. That's going to be A telemarketer just called me. Oh. Damn telemarketers. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, that was in response. So the initial pushback wasn't when Black people voted. It was when Black people voted and there was enough of them to push the states to a different direction. And that's what just happened. It's enough of us voted that pushed us to a different direction. I live in Georgia. Uh, Georgia's my home. Georgia is uh, one of the most progressive states. And you would never think it because of the way people elect like people who get elected. And that's because of who votes. And that's because of who's allowed to vote. That's because of um, how our voting, the people who are in power rig our voting system. And I don't mean like- What do you mean by allowed to vote? Exactly. I, um, I've had to go vote. Um, in the three times I've gone to vote um, between 18 and, um, and Obama. We'll just say between George W. Bush's second election and Obama. Um, every time I went to vote, except for twice, I was sent all around my city. Yeah. No, you're registered here. No, you're registered here. No, you have to yeah. go here. No, you have to go here. You that. wanted to do a ballot? Um, what was that? I heard about that, that they send you on the uh, merry-go-round. Yeah, just everywhere. That sounds fraudulent. That actually sounds like a, a rigged... You know, how can any country bomb any other country and say, oh, we're going to bring democracy to you when that, that very practice, what you're saying there is completely undemocratic. It's completely... Because we're not bringing democracy to other countries. How oh, no, you no, no. It works. I, 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 <laughs> we don't go there because we love as, democracy. As we go there because cynical. we want your money and your resources. Us being cynical. <laughs> All right. I just um, want to... I'm sorry, sorry to end this quickly because we don't, we're running out of time. I just wanted to say there's um, obviously the Dixiecrats, you know, got this like Confederate flag, you know, the classic. And a lot of people say it's not racist, but we see it. We see it. And that's the image I'm showing earlier the last thing i want to talk about quickly is uh, i want to share this to you guys and this is probably one of the it's okay if we run over by the way for me on my end oh, um, okay. my next meetings at 5 30 um yeah i just had to see i got my calls done early okay someone um put this on for the people of color uh i think this is one of the issues we have um with among black people there's five types of minds or opinions that black people have there's obviously the revolutionary mind which i reckon most of us here in Black Opolis, we sit there. Although it's, you know, we, we, I mean, we're not going to cause any trouble, but that's what we think. We need to figure out how we can make things better. Then you got the misguided. I would say, 
<laughs> I love that little kid. He's so funny. Is this from the um the cartoon, the Boondocks? The Boondocks, isn't it? It's such yeah. A I tried to go for all of them. I'm gonna need to finish them, but they're great. And then you got obviously the um also the misguided um I would say a lot, a lot old of, heads. Old yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say like a lot of our parents' generation they were misguided. Uh whatever's convenient, I would say a lot of the people would fit into this category or obviously they're ignorant to the culture and struggles. The self-hating, I think a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of black women fit into the self-hating category, I would say. No, 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 we don't. You don't think so? No. Um, I know the Uncle Ruckus type, but I think Candace Owens has uh, gotten people confused about how black women are. Um, if black women were of the self-hating type oh, yeah. here in the States, then oh, yeah. we would have gotten overwhelmingly, uh, black women voted overwhelmingly against Trump. I will not say for Biden because like I personally didn't vote for Biden. I voted against Trump. Um, and we were at, we were at 90% of black okay. women. Okay. Vote, no, 98% of black women voted for Biden. Um, whereas 13% of black men voted for Trump. And I don't feel like in either one of those cases is self-hating. Mm-hmm. It's more of an issue of, um, like I was explaining before, neither party really does much for anybody. And both parties have caused damaging effects for the black community in one way or the other. Um, so when someone votes Republican, I don't consider them self-hating until they're out there every, like Candace Owens, every time something happens in the media, it's like, well, that black man should did this. No, black yeah, people aren't, yeah. aren't racist. I, I, blah, 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 I, I, I think, I think if, you, if you kind of, I suppose if you look at it from a, um, a, a psychological point of view, um, it becomes it becomes the choice of what's in it for me, doesn't it? And color, color got, so you got some people who they're looking at the bigger cause, the bigger picture. It's about everybody, and then there's other people. This is white, black, Indian, whatever. Who what's in it for me? Mm. You know, and some people won't have voted Biden because their views about Biden are that deep seated, that deep rooted from what he's been involved in in the past. That they would actually have seen Trump as a better option, even though he was A, B, C, and D. I also know some people voted for sorry, 45 because of the religion, the religious connection with the Republican Party being perceived as the most religious and the most God-fearing and anti-abortion and all these well, other black things. Black people in America are very conservative. If it weren't for the racism aspect of the Republican Party, Black people would be Republican. Uh, for by by and large, we we are the Bible Belt. Anywhere you have large population of black people <laughs> outside of New York and LA is the Bible Belt. And even in those cities, uh, we had, for example, in California in 2008, I think, they had a vote for gay marriage before gay marriage was legal here. Um, and the black people's vote is what pushed it over to the side of no. It was Proposition Eight. Black people I are very that, conservative. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, um, but that but that's conservatism has been imposed on them through religion. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and that religion was forced on us through slavery. Exactly. Um, ab- yep, yep. Ab- absolutely trampled Those. into us. And and this is what makes me laugh about, the, the, I remember about a couple of years ago, uh, one of the African nations was saying, no, we will not make homosexual legal. And I think America said, we're going to sanction you if you don't, you know, stop, um, if you don't allow you know, gay marriage, whatever. But what, what, what the thing is, when you look at it, it's like, well, you, Western world forced these views on these people. Before that, 
I think actually before some of this, the Western world was still forcing those views. All of every missionary that comes from the United States yeah. that goes to another country, they are there to force their views. They are there to say, "We'll give you money if you make your yeah. people believe this." I yeah. truly believe that there was a time where people didn't actually care about any of that. I, I truly believe that things just went on, and I, I actually believe that. But I think it, it's become this. It became this thing where it was like, "Well, no, blah blah blah," attached to a religion. But I think if you go right back before all these doctrines, people would do whatever they were doing when they were doing it. <laughs> it depends on the culture. It depends on the culture and like which society. So for example, here in the Americas, um, in many indigenous cultures, I can't say everyone because I can't speak for all indigenous yeah, yeah, cultures, but many indigenous cultures embraced um, men, women, and women were actually the leaders of matriarchal societies um, and two-spirit where like transgender people yeah. Um, and then homosexuality, not yeah. a big deal. You go yeah. to pre-Roman England and you find the same thing. People yeah. were gay, women, yeah. women, women loving women. You find that. And then you find in certain pockets, like um, I call it um, like that little triangle between Italy, Italy, part of North Africa and Spain, that little area yeah. was yeah. actually very already yeah. homophobic. Yeah. Um, and but you go to areas in Asia and you have the re reverse. There's like a lot of um, a lot of non-homophobia except for little pockets. And it really just depends on where, I guess you can say. Um, I don't think there's ever a time where people wel welcome homosexuality universally around the world pre-religion because we've never been pre-religion. Um, yeah, yeah. And every religion has an inherent aspect of homophobia. Hinduism has it. Um, Islam definitely has it. Uh, Islam, Hinduism, Christianity definitely has it. And then, you, but you have countries where the people are mostly animist um, or ancestral worship, where yeah. it's not a big deal because there's yeah. no one saying, "Hey, hate this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hate this. Read this. Hate this. Read <laughs> this. Hate this. I, I would love to know what our religion was. You know what? Before, before. This, is, this is interesting, but I want to do that maybe next week because I want to try. I'm trying to yeah. move down in topics like instead of like sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. religion comes in. You started. You started by saying <laughs> black women were self-hating. How dare you? Well, no, I was referring to the fact that, and I think, so, like for example, also black men. I think when black men say they don't date black women, what, I think they're self-hating too. What, what is self-hating though? That's like when you know it is. It it's when you don't want to identify with your own people. Yeah, you don't want to acknowledge the struggle. Yeah, I think there's black men out there who are stupid and they'll be like, I don't, I've met guys here, especially American men. I did, I never really knew too much with, with English guys, but I know American men I met when I got into Germany and they were like, I don't date white black girls. I'd be like, why not, dude? And they were, yeah, because it's too much like my sister or whatever. Oh, huh? No, like, never heard of that before. And it goes, it goes back to, again, with black history, um, um, so here's the thing that's uh, not often discussed. And we mentioned, we had a conversation like this in our last one. So I want to talk about uh, how black men were treated in our country. Um, all right, this is what the, uh, this, is, this is like some big stuff. All right, so you bring the slaves over. You have some slaves who, men, you know, they're big, strong men. They're not going to do, they're not going to do this. You can't fight, they will fight you. You know, they'd rather die than be subjugated to you forever especially mm -hmm. once the difference of how slavery was and like i said they, they captured tribes and brought the whole it wasn't here's our slaves now they're used to being slaves so we're going to send them to be slaves somewhere else it was like 
here's a king. Now the king's not king anymore. He's a slave. You know, mm-hmm. so he had these like proud men. Um, yeah, y'all are going to cringe at this. All right, have, do you know what bronco busting is? Yeah, I know what they used to do. They used to stand up the book and then get the, the behind. And do, yeah. yeah. And then they took it to the next step. So beyond that, they would rape the black women in front of the black men, uh, hold the black men down and they would rape us. Um, may, and you know, societies across the world would view a woman who's been raped as like desecrated, dirty. No. Um, and then you have the dynamic of the white woman. So you've raped this woman in front of, you raped my woman. I'm going to get your woman now. You know, like it created that dynamic that lasted for a very long time. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like that was the foundation of the white woman as a trophy for black men, not all black men. I have to emphasize that I don't believe all black men believe this, but some people are asses. And I, I can't say black women don't have that attitude because I had a friend when I was in high school who said she doesn't date inwards. Um, black, like super dark skinned black girl. I don't date inwards. Even like um, okay, uh, excuse. Actually, I I spoke to get like idea, but then I was like, "What kind of <laughs> inwards?" You know, yeah. Trust yeah. me, some people are messed um, up, and that's this ignorant and don't want to recognize their struggle. And it, the last one in the list. Um. Yeah, and so uh, that that dynamic pours, and this is the stuff that we're not taught in school. Remember, I told you there's two black histories. Mm. There's memorizing nice names one. and dates, yeah. and then there's understanding what happened and in the context of how it happened and how that led to what society is today. These are things we're not taught in school. And so it allows for these things to repeat and propagate. I'm not a good speaker today. It allows them to keep just going and going and festering within the black community. But if we were taught, if we were taught that the reason why black men started leaving black women and their families in the in like the 80s and 70s wasn't because black men just were so used to slavery but because the government actually was like you can't get no you can't get you couldn't get help for your families so let's say you're impoverished and you were poor and you were struggling and you couldn't eat guess what your wife your girlfriend your woman could get federal help to help your kids if you weren't there no it was for single women it was forced to leave Yes, yeah, so they sold the men and then they forced the men to leave and then they stole the men again through uh Prison. through forced incarceration. Uh, crazy. It, it, every single thing that's been done has been done it's calculated. instinctively to, to calculated um efforts to de- destabilize the African American community. The same thing is being done with Native American communities here in the US. Mm-hmm. Um and I never mentioned black history without also mentioning Native American because um one and people get mad about me about this. One, we equally suffer. Two, uh, Native Americans are ignored. And if we had their numbers added to us, we'd be a little bit bigger in uh, power, I guess you could say, as shown in Arizona here in the United States where all the Native Americans all voted for Biden. A Republican state that's never gone blue went blue because of the voice of Native Americans. Um, and it also goes back to, they practiced it on the Irish and the Scottish. Well, Rome practiced, went to Europe, I mean, went to Britain then they practiced their years and years of oppression on the Irish and Scottish, perfected it in um, China with the whole getting people hooked on drugs, you mm. know, in India, putting people against each other, took all those things that they learned from conquering the whole world and have been using it here in the United States for hundreds of years. Wow. 
And if you don't know that, if you don't see the pattern of how it happens, then all you see is a bunch of black people who can't get ahead, a bunch of uh, Native Americans who are just too busy crying about their missing land, a bunch of Asians who, you know, they should just go home, they, blah, 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 if they don't like it here. Um, you have to learn everybody's history to see how they just keep doing the same damn thing over and over. No different than what Europe did in Africa when they redrew those damn lines about what countries where to make sure they have warring tribes in the same country that are going to be yeah. fighting for control tribes. forever. That's the one. Tribes. Split them down the line, turn them into tribes, and we ain't got to worry about them because they'll kill each other. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's who we are. <laughs> well, that was deep, man. <laughs> that was deep so so do you do, so you only share your knowledge with your son i i um <laughs> yeah um for history when it comes to history stuff he wanted me to start a youtube channel for history you i used to do this uh i used to, to do start... this thing called ghetto history no listen man <laughs> i would get away if you like to write then write if you like to speak then do a video do it on youtube what you need the thing is the only way people are gonna learn is if people talk like about you. it. Yeah, and like you. if you're not talking about it, without being horrible, you're part of the problem because I've no, learned so I'm much not. from- there are people. I've, there I've, people learned, I've, I've learned so much from you today, right? Now, I'm saying that you have a superpower. Use it, use it for the good of man. Use it for the good of the black man. And share <laughs> on- A lady. Even if, you, <laughs> if, even if you do, well, the black man, the black lady, even if you do a hundred videos and you know, obviously you need someone to maybe talk to you and ask you questions. But well, Key's, seriously, Key's part of Black Olives now. Man. Not Key, Quay. Don't keep it hidden. Quay. Don't keep it hidden any longer, please. Quay. Quay. Quay okay, I'll say it like this. I am now? <laughs> okay, I'll say it like this because I know it sounds bad. That I dev- Okay, so I thought about doing this. And in fact, it was supposed to be a joke that I was going to do black history because I used to do this joke for my son where I'd tell history in like this really ghetto accent. Like, and then this nigga was like, what? You know, um, but <laughs> when I was like helping with world history, but um, I, I looked and there's just so many people already doing the history and they're doing it way better than I am. And then half the stuff I learned, you know, some of the stuff I get from Simon Whistler. Um, I, I started off learning Greek, British history from Simon Whistler on Today I Found Out and then just consumed all that I could find out because I was just in love. But that doesn't matter because <laughs> the thing is, right, okay, I teach people how to market their business. If I was worried about other people and being better in that, then I might as well just not bother doing it. But the reality is I can change the lives of every single person I come into contact with. And if that's 100 people, guess what? I've done a better job than the person who hasn't. So all I'm saying is, by you sharing that knowledge, forget the fact, forget other people, forget what they're doing. This is about you. This isn't about them. This is about what you can bring to the world and what you can leave in the world. This is about what you can, what you can share. This is about how you can make someone's mind change from, oh, there's no hope to, oh my God, I didn't realize about this factor, this person. I didn't, you know what I mean? So, so you know, something to stand to yourself, but please, you have a superpower. You know what I mean? Use it wisely, man. Use it I'm working on getting time. into the media. I'm working on getting into media. I'm an associate producer on a TV show now, and I actually just got hired to write a movie, my first movie, oh, wow. by like a major motion company. And um, I'm, I can't go into too much about the movie itself, but it's about all white women, okay? It's a complete all white women <laughs> uh, movie. Uh, uh, 
and it's a historical drama and i made sure to include uh like a black person trying to do what the white person does and it's like no <laughs> um okay so i i'm starting from there because i i and then from when i make this movie and i get this movie made i'm going to just start telling these stories and i incorporate in my writing realities of how the world is um so it's not like i'm completely silent on it it's just i haven't had a platform yet yeah, uh yeah. to make it big and yeah trust me everything i've discussed every i'm about i'm about to have a, a fight with someone i know when i'm telling them that a character's gonna have to say the n-word um and the i was reading the book and it was like it's called the darky jig i'm like she has to say this it has to be said and um i know it's going to be combative because you're supposed to hero so i'm like well your hero isn't necessarily my hero so we gotta uh be realistic about what the white women were like in here yeah um and so we'll see how it goes but everything i write i incorporate reality and how things goes and there's always conversations like this between characters all right it's like I, my different world moment that was great um Quay, can we get you on again in a couple of weeks uh and we can do all oh, right to you all right to you we'll, we'll work it out we'll work it out yeah <laughs> all right you man all right thanks, thanks for being here again Quay. thank no, you no, he's gonna get your name right He's gonna get. Oh, it's you, okay. I called you Key, you know. Yeah, because we know it's talking. Yeah, it's okay. Key. It's Key to you guys. Uh, the only time I'm offended when I'm called Key is if someone from Thailand calls me Key because in Thailand Key means poop. So um, <laughs> I don't like you call me anything else. Hey, Quay, Quay. I didn't know Quay said yeah. Thai. <laughs> no, no. In uh, in Thailand, Key is poop. Okay. The word Key. My name oh, is Poop God. in Thailand. So that's the only time I don't like it being mispronounced. <laughs> Miss Key, Miss Key. <laughs> anyway, Nigel, you got to tell us about your new program you've been working on. Well, I'm working on a few things, man. At the moment, it's, um, it's all about love, sales, hate, selling, and um, digital marketing. We're just about to launch a new product to help people get uh, more reviews from their customers. So yeah, come and check me out. We do some business interview, owner interviews, two a week. I still have some really great guests on. Um, yeah, come and come and find it. Come and see what some of the, you know some of the tips that they've shared. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm there. Love sales, hate selling. Great, well, guys. <laughs> I thank you for listening and watching today. And I hope you enjoyed the show and using form. Next week we'll continue our chat about Black history, and we'll find out more about the culture and the religions and everything else that's happened to us in the past. Don't forget to go to crazy180.com. And that's crazy. Too. Crazy. <laughs> All right, man. A bit like Jay Z. Okay, guys. Okay. I'll see you later. Okay. Bye. All right. KZ 180. KZ 180. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Bye bye, guys. Bye. See you later. Oh, find it.